Welcome to the Professional DNA Podcast. Hi, my name is Tarika Wheeler, your career and work-life strategist, project management leader, speaker, and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a career development and consulting company. It is my mission to help high-achieving professionals just like you discover their defined natural abilities to succeed, navigate the workplace, make more money, and do so without sacrificing your work-life harmony. Here's the thing. Each week, we will have real conversations, and I'm going to share practical strategies that you could use to help level up in your career, no matter where you are in your professional journey. So let's get this thing started so you can use what you got to get what you want. And what are you going to use? Your professional DNA, your defined natural abilities to succeed. You guys ready? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. How are you doing, Tarika Wheeler, your bestie, your career and work-life strategist? I am so excited that you, you know, decided to hang out today, decided to join me for another conversation. Today, I just, I'm, I'm blown away at how the work place, how the workforce has changed so much. And guys, you know, I've been, I guess, in my career, if you will, and especially in this space, for those of you guys who've listened for a few seasons, you know that I'm in the space of project management outside of being the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions. And one of the things that I've learned, you know, over the gosh, 17 plus years of experience that I have is things are going to change. Change is inevitable and you're either going to go along with it, right? And figure out how to operate within it and evolve, evolve, or you are going to be in a position to where you can't keep up and change is going to knock you down and that can't be it. And so I've started to really think about my relationship with change and how I needed to become more flexible and agile and willing and compassionate <laughs> when it comes to change so that my relationship with change was one that was positive. And so I speak you know, very candidly and freely about thriving in change because I lived in a time where I didn't have a great relationship with change. And it really, you know, it messed me up. <laughs> it messed me up in the workplace. It messed me up at home. It messed me up just in all the things because I didn't have a good relationship with change. I think that when I hear people say that, you know, they've been working hard, they, they've been grinding it out, but nothing changes. I think about, well, what is your relationship with change? And how have you changed the way you perform? You say, what, Tarika? <laughs> how have you changed the way you perform? If you are working hard, you know you are knocking out every task, every deliverable. You are showing up and showing out every single day. But nothing is changing. No raise, no promotion, no new clients. Nothing is changing. What is your relationship with change? 
And in order to improve our relationship with change, we have to think differently. We have to act differently. We have to perform differently. The key word is different, right? We have to make an actual shift. So I want to talk to you today about how you can really reach your goals, personally or professionally, but we're going to hone in on that professional side, okay? How can you reach your goals with value-based performance? Go get your notebook. Hurry up. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't even have to tell you at this point. You need a notebook. You need a pen. Or I, I know some of you are you're on your treadmill. You're, you're on your Peloton bike, whatever you're doing. But I need you to catch this today because we're talking about how to reach your goals with value-based performance. You're high achieving professionals. I get it. You are rocking. Or you're trying to get there, and I get that too. But how are you actually delivering your performance? And is it value-based? Is it value-based? Today's standards in the workforce, I believe, have changed. If you think about how you show up each day in the office or at home, depending on where you are, it's changed. The expectations from your teams, from managers, from supervisors, all of that has really changed, especially over the past few years. And so because there's this change, and I'm going to say, let's look at the past five to 10 years. I'm not just talking about the impacts of the pandemic. I'm saying over the past five to 10 years, working hard and getting it done is no longer enough. Y'all like, what girl? (laughs) Working hard and getting the job done is no longer enough. If you want to see change. If you want to see change, you have got to think differently about how you perform. Now it's about what you bring to the table. You getting the job done, you working hard was a part of the offer letter that you signed when you accepted your job. You agreed to the terms of the job description and you said, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to do this job. You are going to pay me said amount for doing this job. We shook and agreed. We signed a whole bunch of paperwork and then went about your merry way. But if you want to see change in your career, if you want to take yourself, as you guys hear me say all the time, to another level, then your relationship with change has to be one that recognizes that I've got to do something different because just working hard and getting the job done is no longer enough. What do I actually bring to the table that is valuable. If, if you want to reach your goals professionally, you have got to understand that it's about the value you bring to the table, the value you show up with. How do your actions, how does your performance help serve a greater purpose, a greater purpose for your company, organization, your team, right? Whoever you, whoever you work. And this, this goes for whether you work for 
a company, you know, you work for others, which there's nothing wrong with that in this time of the rise of entrepreneurship. But if you're in the entrepreneurship, then who you work for, you're working for yourself, but you're also working for customers and clients. So I just, I want us to think differently about that as well. Because I'm telling you right now, everybody's not designed to be an entrepreneur. Don't let, don't let this kind of shift make you think that you have to leave your job. You don't have to. If you want to, go for it, but you do not have to. You can actually do both. I'm a testament of that. <laughs> okay. But I, I want you to have a different relationship with change. And I want you to understand that is about the value you bring to the table. It's about how you are serving that greater purpose and what your company, what your leadership, what your executives see as valuable. You have to be careful to understand that it's not just about you. It's the impact that you make, right? Your skills, your capabilities, your unique brand are valuable assets that you have to make an impact. I had to learn that the hard way. I had to learn it the hard way. I've had a lot of hard lessons, <laughs> but I had to learn that the hard way because I thought that just because I was showing up at work and doing my job and, you know, knocking it out, doing what I was supposed to do, that that was supposed to cause elevation to happen. That was supposed to cause the raise, the promotion, you know, beyond that cost of living increase. And it didn't. And I didn't under, I didn't understand because I'm doing my job. I'm working hard. I'm, I'm doing all the things you're asking me to do. How are other people around me who are working hard, some of them maybe not working as hard as me, elevating? How are they getting the raise? How are they getting the promotion? What is happening? I believe that they understood that their skill sets that they possess, what they're capable of doing, how they are performing and positioning themselves as a unique, valuable asset to the company is what positioned them to have not just good performance, but value-based performance because they understood the assignment that it was about what is the perceived value of what I'm bringing to the table? How does my company and or organization look at what I'm doing and is what I'm elevating and making more visible to them something that they really see as valuable? So today I want you to think about this concept of value-based performance, all right? And I want you to ask yourself, are you performing at the highest levels in which you can? Number one. Number one, are you actually performing at the highest level? There was a whole moment in time, I think in 2022, where we we're talking about quiet quitting. And it, it was controversial. It, it, it really was. And I, I felt like if you were in a position where you felt like you need to quiet quit, like I'm there, but I'm not there. I'm there, but I'm not really going all in because you guys don't value me. You're not, you're, you're not recognizing what I'm bringing to the table. So I'm just going, I'm just going to come in here and I'm just going to quietly sit here and just not to give, I'm going to give you bare minimum. And essentially I'm going to be on my way out the door. But if you felt like that's where you needed to be, then that wasn't the company for you. 
You are not chained to the desk. You're not chained to the workstation or to the office. That's not the company for you. And you go somewhere where you are valued. Okay. I just want to say that it's agree or disagree. Agree or disagree. But you don't stay places that don't value you. But you better make sure that you are delivering value where you are. I'm going to say that again. You don't stay at places. You don't continue to work for companies and organizations and people who do not see the value that you bring. But you also can no longer continue to work in organizations and not deliver value. Okay? Sit with that. Sit with that. Let's dig into this value-based performance because, like I said, I want you to ask yourself, are you performing at the highest level, right? I also want you to ask yourself, what value does your performance actually bring? What, What are companies getting from you that they actually perceive to be valuable? Right. And again, we're beyond those day to day responsibilities. I'm not talking about that. Like you're just that's doing your job. But where's the sparkle? Where's the bling? Where's the shine? What's the additional value that you bring beyond your job? I have a um, really good friend. Call her a friend. Hey, friend, if you're listening, I have a really good friend and colleague that has been a mentor She's been a friend, a leader, a supervisor. I mean, all the things, all the things. And one of the things that I love about her is her ability to deliver value-based performance. She is always going to do her job. You will never have to worry about that. Okay. She goes show up. She's going to do her job. But she also makes sure that people understand how valuable she is to them beyond the task at hand. So the other skills and the capabilities in her unique brand, she makes sure that you understand that I'm more than this job description. I'm more than this title. And I bring additional value to the table, right? And then compensate me accordingly to that. Not just to the job in which you hired me to do, but compensate me based on the additional value that I bring. Her performance is 1000% value-based. I'm not just here to do what you asked me to do, but I understand that there is a greater need in other areas of the company or organization, and I'm going to show up in a way that makes it very clear that I can support those areas so that you see the additional value. Oh, and I'm a kick butt at that too, (laughs) right? Value-based performance, value-based performance. It is our responsibility as high achieving professionals. If we want to take our career to another level, if you want to have a different relationship with change, where you are not only thriving in change, but evolving and guiding the change that's happening in your career, then you have got to adopt this concept of value-based performance, okay? Value-based performance. 
if you are working towards your career goals, which I know you are, I want you to achieve your career goals. I want you to achieve all the goals in your life, personally, professionally. I have, I have a list, right? I have my personal goals that I want to achieve for me, Tarika, and then for you know my husband and my kids and just our family unit as a whole. I have goals that I want to achieve in my career, right? There are things that I want to learn. There are additional milestones that I want to hit from a compensation perspective. And then there's things I want to do in my business. Right. So I have I have goals across and I hope you do, too. I hope you've set some goals that you can really measure and really see how working towards those goals are going to really help you evolve. As you're thinking about those career goals that you've set in order to reach them and to reach them in a way that you not only you're going to feel good about it, but you might actually exceed your expectations. I want you to consider shifting a bit how you perform each day okay so what are your career goals what are your career goals where do you want to go how much money do you want to make what what benefits do you want or you know do people say perks anymore (laughs) i don't know what benefits do you want right where do you want to go what what what's the next move if you will What's the next step in your career? If you're challenged with that and you don't actually know, and you're kind of like, <laughs> that's the big question. That's what I'm trying to figure out. You and I should talk. We should connect. We should connect. Send me a note, info at yourprofessionaldna.com or be sure you're following me on Instagram, professional underscore DNA. And if you click the link in that bio, you can schedule a free discovery call. And let's talk about where you are, where you want to be, and how you can get there. In order for you to actually achieve goals, you have to know where those goals are taking you. And there needs to be some ultimate vision. But that's not what this episode is about, okay? So skirt, let's roll back. (laughs) But I want you to be clear about your career goals and where you want to go, what you want to do. What do you actually want to achieve? Where do you see yourself in the next year, next three years, next five years? How much money you want to make, right? Now I want you to think about and ask yourself, is my performance valuable enough to serve as the currency to get where I desire? Think about that. Think about that. When I say currency, I'm thinking about like money, right? But not like tangible money, but thinking about the currency, what what you actually need to pay and move something, Okay. Is my performance valuable enough to serve as the currency I need to get what I desire? Okay. Let me tell you guys a quick little story. You know, I remember when I was a senior department assistant, I was uh, back home in Austin. Shout out to my Austin listeners or to my Texas listeners. And I was a department assistant. I had an incredible loss incredible boss. Oh my goodness. We still connect every once in a while today just to say happy holidays and you know, all the things just, it's just incredible, 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 incredible boss. And I remember, you know, everyone was super excited when I got pregnant with um, my, one of my kiddos. Okay. They were super excited. And um, (laughs) we were in the middle of a verification kind of process. So I worked within a hospital and hospitals have to go through different verifications and certifications and a, you know, organization will come to your hospital and they'll do a whole survey and basically assess 
do you follow the policies and the things that you're supposed to do in order to take care of the patients that you take care of, right? And so um, this particular uh, governing body that does those types of surveys is Joint Commission. And so Joint Commission was coming and I was pregnant. <laughs> I say pregnant, I was pregnant. But we were preparing for that. And everybody was just like, Joint Commission has to come first before Tariq goes out on maternity leave. Joint Commission has to come first before Tariq goes out on maternity leave. And so, and it was funny because I am literally sitting here, you know, trying, 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 trying to get this to work. And I want to tell you, I'm going to tell you what was happening. Okay. I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by the Destroy Burnout and Design Harmony Tuesday Masterclass, January 30th through 31st, 6.30 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can design the life you desire if you start to take control today. Join me for my masterclass where you're going to learn the four-step framework to destroy burnout and end overwhelm and finally design the life you desire and you deserve. During this masterclass, you're going to learn the number one reason hygiene professionals and ambitious parentpreneurs burn out. The step-by-step framework to destroy burnout and find harmony between work and your personal life. The five pitfalls causing you to feel stuck and overwhelmed in your career or business. And how to design harmony in your life without sacrificing your health. You can design the life you want. If you destroy the burnout you don't want, I want to see you live at the Destroy Burnout and Design Harmony Masterclass, January 30th through 31st, 6.30 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join me so we can help get you to a place where you can experience the peace, the harmony, and the success you desire and you deserve. Be sure that you click the link in the show notes. Or follow us at at professional underscore DNA. Click the link in the bio and you can register today. We'll see you soon. Okay, we're back. We're back. So again, I was department assistant working at the hospital. Big assessment was coming called Joint Commission. And I was actually pregnant with Braylon. I was pregnant with my youngest. And maternity leave was just not on everybody's list for me. They were just like, you cannot go on maternity leave yet. Like, we're not ready. And, you know, I laughed a lot about it and there was a ton of things going on. But one of the things that I had realized in that moment, honestly, after really thinking about it, is that I had positioned myself because I was definitely doing my job. I, that was that was a no-brainer. I was doing my job. I was doing great work. I had built relationships with leadership, all types of nursing leadership across the hospital. I had put myself in a position to where I wasn't just seen as a department assistant, but I was leading initiatives. I was initiating and, and proposing processes and systems. And in that moment, I learned that you are showing how much more valuable you are beyond just coming in and providing administrative support. 
And it took me some time to see that. And when I say like this, this kind of thought came in years later, like I really saw this years later as I reflected back on this role. But I was providing a certain level of value that was desired, that was needed. And yeah, we laughed about me not going on maternity leave. But guess what? You know what happened? I actually went into labor and I went on maternity leave. Joint commission came the next week, the next week. And they were set up and ready to go, set up and ready to go. I think they called me once while maternity leave. (laughs) Like, we're so sorry, but we have a question. (laughs) And so all of that to say, you know, that's not, that's, that's not even the height of the story. All of that to say, you know, when I was in that role, there was another director who interacted with my supervisor, my boss, who wanted me to apply for another job. And this job was shifting from being administrative in nature and coordinating a grassroots program that was ran out of the hospital. And it was building relationships in the community. It was all around child safety and injury prevention. It was actually my first step into childhood injury prevention, where I spent from what 2005 to 2017, a huge piece of my career. And it was the value-based performance that I was able to exude and show and demonstrate as a department assistant that got me noticed and said, hey, we need you to, we need you to really consider applying for this job. And I did. And it was a huge shift in the trajectory of my career. Compensation-wise, skill set-wise, I was getting training and immersing myself in research. It, it was an amazing shift. But when I sat back and looked over, you know, my career journey and story and thinking about where I was and how, how I've gotten to even this point in my career, when I looked at that moment in particular, it's one of the things that made me think about value-based performance because I wasn't just there doing my job as an assistant, but I was showing the greater value that I have. You brought me in to organize files and answer phones and schedule meetings and you know, work on calendar, maybe put put some uh, things in an organization, you know, organize, working on organization and things of that nature. And I took that, did that, crushed that, but also came in and showed how I could be much more valuable in other areas that you needed, that you needed. Not only did it get me increases in compensation, but it got me a promotion into an entirely different field that set a course for a great amount of time in my career, okay? So I want you to really think about, is the performance that you are doing every single day, is it valuable? And is it valuable enough to service the currency to move you forward? Let's talk about four core principles. So if if you have not gotten your notebook by now, what are you doing? Go get it. Go get it. Or, okay, okay, okay. Again, if you're working out, you're listening, you're walking, you're jogging, you're pumping it out, whatever you're doing, keep it up. I love it. I love it. Work-life harmony. You are working on your fitness and health and wellness section of your life. So I am here for it. But make sure you you take these mental notes and then write them down when you can, okay? But I want to talk about these four core principles of value-based performance and how you can think differently about the way you are showing up and showing up and delivering value every single day. Number one, no. And not N-O, but K-N-O-W, no. Know your target audience. What do they need? 
What is important to your company and organization? What do they actually need beyond just you showing up and doing quote unquote, which you guys can't see my air quotes, quote unquote, your job? What do they actually need? Where are there some challenges or some gaps? You have to know your target audience. Your target audience is not always who you report to. Think about your supervisor or, or, or manager or director or what have you. What does their boss need? What does their leadership need? What do the executives of the company need? What does your organization need? Okay? Know your audience. Know what's valuable to them. Okay? Number two, assess. I want you to assess your role and identify and rank value-packed activities or responsibilities. Let's say that again. I want you to assess your role. So, you know, dig out that job description. Okay. And I want you to identify and rank value-packed activities and responsibilities. What is it within your current job description that actually, right, actually is something that's value-packed? And when I say value-packed, I mean, is there something in your role that if you were to just unpack that thing, there's opportunities for you to provide additional value, value-packed, right? In that single bullet, if you opened it up, the value that you could bring if you were to really take that bullet to another level, take that role responsibility to another level, what could it do for you from a value-based performance perspective? Does that make sense? I think that what we forget is that it's not just the, the bullet. It's not just the role and responsibility in that section of your job description. It's how you execute it and it's how you unpack it because there's potentially some additional value-packed activities that live there in that single bullet that you can leverage and put your own unique performance to it so that you are providing value-based performance. For example, you know, in working in the space in project management, we are expected to manage relationships, manage budget schedules, looking at managing risk, all those different types of things. And one of the things that I, you know, pride myself in, in doing a good job is managing relationships, actually digging into not just randomly, you know, having the, the weekly meeting and check in with my clients or things of that nature, but really building a relationship with them beyond just the basic expectation of managing stakeholders. Right. So I take my relationship building to another level. And it has helped me exponentially continue to win work. It's helped me to gain insights into next steps in a particular contract. Building relationships for me goes beyond just the, the ongoing of, hello, how you doing? Let's have a meeting, create the agenda, et cetera. I'm actually interacting and engaging with individuals in meaningful ways where they see a value in me beyond just being their project manager who they know is supposed to build a relationship with them. That's one. Another bullet for me 
is thinking about how I manage my teams. I could just, you know, delegate work and and say, here, we're meeting on this day and we're doing these things. But I like to create a culture of coaching. I like to create a a culture of empowerment and engagement because I need my team to show up for me. So I go beyond and, I, and again, it's value-based performance because it's one thing for people to work for you. It's another thing for people to work with you. And they will go to the fire with you if they trust you and they believe in your vision, they believe in your mission as a leader, and you have the ability to influence and empower them and strengthen them and grow them, they will go to the fire with you. They will. And so I pride myself in managing high-performing teams and building high-performing teams. And the way that I do that is a little bit beyond the basic bullet, right? So how can you unpack that bullet? Assess your roles, assess and identify that all of those bullets and which ones are value-packed activities that you can unpack and take to another level. Next one, number three, execute. Execute and tell your story. Your career story is one of the most valuable stories that you will ever own and tell. And you need to be in a position to where you're executing well, you are showing value-based performance, but then you also know how to have a conversation about it. You can articulate it. That's why it's so important that we are actually capturing and writing down our wins. Anytime that you are doing something where you excel, you meet a certain milestone, you are delivering, again, value for the company, and there's something great that's yielded from that, you have to document that because that becomes a part of your career story and your ability to execute. Your ability to execute from this through this, again, this value-based performance lens. So I want you to execute well, but I also want you to be able to tell the story. Telling the story is how you articulate the value that you're bringing. So when it's time to have conversations around compensation or it's your annual performance review, quarterly performance reviews, et cetera, you have your story down pat of how you've been executing and why you need to have a conversation about compensation, why you need to be the person to take this next client, why you should be able to be escalated to a particular title or role. Because not only have you been executing, but you know how to tell the story. That's what I meant by saying like working hard and just doing a good job is not good enough anymore. It's not good enough. It's what you're supposed to do, right? It's the the bare basics. That's what you're supposed to do. But how can you be in a position to where you can tell a beautiful story about the way that you execute on your job, the way that you execute throughout your career? Because you are providing value-based performance and the, the, the story is about the value. So I want you to be able to execute and tell your story. Number four, we're almost there. You guys rocking with me? We're almost there. Number four, I want you to own your value. Very different from executing and telling the story. I want you to own your value. I never forget, I was working with a client and she talked about kind of 
how she felt like when she went from company to company, she lost her identity and like, who am I? Right? What do I bring? Every time I go somewhere different, I have a different job description. I have a different title and I have to reestablish who I am. And I had to really get her to see and we work together to say, you yourself, you are a brand. You are a brand and you are the owner of that brand and you have transferable skills, transferable capabilities and a transferable brand that goes with you wherever you go. You have got to own your value. Know what people get when they get you. I'm going to say that again. Know what people get when they get you. What is the value that you're bringing to them? Own that, walk in that, operate in that. And know that when you transition or you move to another company or department, whatever it may be, that you're bringing that with you. That's why building and articulating your personal and professional brand is so important. And you got to know what your brand is before you can even own it. You got to know who you are individually, like set this career thing aside, like who are you as a person? And then say, okay, as a professional, who am I? How do I show up? What do people get when they get me? I know that when people get Tarika, you may say, Tarika, this, is, this sounds awfully kind of like a little bit cocky and arrogant. No, 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 no. This is confidence. When you get me, when you have the opportunity for me to lead your team, work within your organization, when you get the opportunity to work with me because I am your career and work-life strategist, you get a certain thing. There's a brand that I am very careful to protect and grow and articulate because I want it to be clear of what you get when you get me. What do people get when they get you? What do they get? What's, what's the repeatable thoughts and statements that people should be able to make about you? Think about that, okay? Number five, last one, and we're going to close this episode out. I hope that this is helping somebody because value-based performance is where it's at. That's where it's at. Number five is that a lot of times when we start thinking about this, so you're like, oh, Tariqa, okay, cool. I got it. And I'm going to dig in and I'm going to understand where my value is, what I'm doing, what I'm not doing, where I need to sharpen, how I'm talking about it, how I'm articulating. And then we start to hone in and focus in one area of life. And we are driving and grinding career, 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 career. This is not about proving a point. This is about you shifting and changing the way you perform. You can prove yourself to anybody. Okay? But number five is I want you to be sure that as you are in pursuit of value-based performance, that you are also designing a work-life harmony plan. Because we can't put all of our energy into our career. You have a very dynamic life. You have different areas. What do those different areas look like for you? Think about that. You have your career. You have your finances. You have your health and wellness. You have your family. You have yourself. You have travel and leisure. You have all these different areas of your life. Career is one piece of it, right? So what are those different areas of your life? I want you to write that down. Think about that. What makes you smile? What makes you happy? 
What makes you smile? What makes you happy? What are the things that you really enjoy doing? You may say, Tarika, I am so confused. What does this have to do with my career? Everything. Because let me tell you something. If you are not fulfilled in life, you cannot provide value-based performance in your career. You can't. You will get burned out. You will get overwhelmed. You will be trying to pour all your energy into one space and neglect the others. And as you neglect the others, it will start to impact your ability to perform. I've been there. I've been there where I was all in on career and I was absolutely neglecting other areas of my life. I was neglecting things with my family. I was neglecting my health and my wellness. Straight up not going to the doctor because I didn't want to step away from work because I didn't want to miss a meeting. I didn't want people to think that I wasn't present. I'm being serious. Am I talking to somebody? somebody? I wasn't taking PTO because I felt like I couldn't be away. Or I would go on vacations or go on trips and I'm answering my phones, I'm reading my emails, but I'm I'm on PTO because I felt like I couldn't be away. I was neglecting areas of my life because I was so honed in and focused on work instead of being confident and owning my value and knowing that <laughs> I'm valuable when I'm there. And I'm valuable when I'm not. Delivering value-based performance gives you a sense of security and confidence. Because you know the value that you bring. Right? It's not about you being irreplaceable. It's about you being promotable. And it's about you being needed. Because there's a value that sits with you. But you cannot sacrifice work-life harmony. You cannot sacrifice being present in other areas of your life because you're trying to perform at a high level. That's why you have to be strategic and identifying what are those value-packed activities that I can drive and hone in on and be strategic there. But then also realize that you have got to be present and attentive in other areas of your life. I love this concept of value-based performance. I think it applies not just to work. It can apply in your business, it can apply at home, all different areas. The importance is people need to understand the value that you bring. What do they get when they get you? And be consistent with that. Let that brand follow you. Delivering value-based performance is, is going to give you a great amount of confidence because you know that you know that you know that you know who you are and what you bring to the table. Sometimes you are the doggone table, if I just want to be real, because you're that good. But don't settle for just doing your job anymore. Don't settle for just waking up and checking the bullets on the job description. It will keep you stuck or it will put you in a position to where you're going to start seeing changes that you don't want to see. I want you to have a different relationship with change. I want you to thrive in it, evolve with it, drive it. And if you want to see a change in your career, you want to drive what's happening in your career, I want you to shift to value-based performance. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this was helpful for you, besties, okay? I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this made you think differently about how you show up. Listen to this episode again if you need to dig in on those core four principles that we talked about, okay? And 
I want you to have a great week. I want you to have a great week. We'll be right back here. You know, we release a new episode every Sunday. So we'll be right back here next week. You know how I feel about you. And if you don't, I'm going to tell you every single time we get together. You have everything inside of you to be your best, the unique self. What is that? Your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed, your defined natural ability to kick butt and be successful. Everything that you need is right inside of you. It's right here. You just got to tap into it. And when you do tap into that, I want you to be sure that you are delivering value, value-based performance. Until next time, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Professional DNA Podcast. Don't forget, guys, sharing is caring. Be sure to share this episode with a colleague, a friend, or just the random person that you see next to you after you finish listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to write a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more information about career strategies, resources, info about trainings, upcoming events, etc, 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 please be sure to sign up for the Achiever newsletter for high achieving professionals just like you. The link's in the show notes. Until next week, don't forget guys, you have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. And what is that? Your professional DNA. See you later.